When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Herald-Leader and Kentucky.com. Our position-by-position series for UK football continues. On this episode, we're going to talk about the defensive line with Josh Moore of the Herald-Leader and Kentucky.com, the UK football beat writer. We talk about the returnees on the defensive line, a couple of holes they have to fill on the defensive line. This is all about the interior defensive line for defensive coordinator Brad White and position coach Anwar Stewart. First, before we get to that i wanted to ask you just to consider getting a sports pass sports only subscription to the lexington to kentucky.com you get all of our uk football uk basketball uk recruiting you get columns by mark story and myself you get our high school coverage everything we post on kentucky Dot com that is sports related you get for $30 for the first year go to my twitter feed you can follow me on twitter at john clay iv click on the top tweet the pin tweet it'll tell you all about the sports pass subscription take you right where you need to go if you can't find it or if you have any trouble email me jclay at herald-leader.com we support we thank everybody who supports our work at kentucky.com and the lexton arrow leader we thank everybody who supports these podcasts and without further ado let's get right to it talking with josh moore of the herald leader and kentucky.com about kentucky's defensive line all right, back again with Josh Moore uh, as we continue our position by position series with UK football. Josh, today on the agenda, we have the defensive line. We're going to break down the defensive line. Uh, so far, what we know through camp, what we've heard, uh, any what's your overview of the defensive line so far? And when we're talking defensive line, we're not going to talk outside linebackers. We're going to talk about them, uh, the edge rusher types. We're going to talk about them when we talk about the linebackers. But we're talking about the interior guys on the defensive line. Uh, what's your overview of camp so far? Yeah, I think it's probably, you know, coming into the spring and coming out of the spring and coming into the fall and, and now in the fall, this was a group that to me always looked like it's one that's full of promise. Like you look at what's there talent wise and get really excited about the potential. Um, but you have question marks, not necessarily, you know, in that first wave, although there is, I, I think still a big question about who's going to start there at the tackle spot. Um, right. But, but you wonder about, you know, I, I think it's a, if you were looking at a spot, you know, at least in my opinion, you know, not just on the defense, but on this team as a whole, or a position group that maybe you're, you're really worried about, you know, just if they don't live up to their potential, it could derail your season. Uh, defensive line is maybe the um, the one you might point to first. Um, I mean, well, after quarterback, <laughs> I think. Um, 
Not yeah. because, you know, I, I just, just because there's a lot of um, inexperience there. Absolutely. You know? Well, you lost you lost two draft picks at the defensive line. I mean, I, I'd have to look it up. When's the last time Kentucky had two defensive linemen taken in the same draft? I mean, most years you go back and take have any defensive linemen taken in the draft. <laughs> Some years you go back and take it have a single player taken in the NFL draft. But you lost Quentin Bohanna, was, who was pretty much an anchor for four years at nose guard. I mean, he's a kid, as soon as he got on campus, first practice, they start talking about, you know, Quentin Bohanna and how good they thought he could be. And then Phil Hoskins, who really came on, I would say, the the last couple of years and made himself into an NFL draft choice. So, you know, those are t- two pretty big, you know, those are big holes to fill, no matter who you're putting in there to take their place. Uh, although I do think that they feel like, especially at knows they've got the guy who was, who was Quentin's understudy, Mark Juan McCall to step right in there. You want to start with him? They seem to, yeah. I mean, a lot of talk about Mark Juan during fall camp so far. Yeah. He, um, yeah, obviously, is is the guy you look at first when you talk about the uh, you know concern uh, and slash excitement because they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, he's a player that physically, you know, he's transformed his body. He's lost like forty pounds. Um, really, you know, I mean, and look, I mean, <laughs> he was a really he can move really well before you know losing all that weight. So you're excited to see what he brings to the table. Um, a little slim down and, 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 and just, you know, have a more pop. I mean, you hear guys like Luke Fortner and, 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 and the, uh, other linemen talk about going up against, you know, they call him bully. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, uh, you know, it doesn't sound like it's going to be fun. <laughs> so I thought it was uh, interesting what, uh, you know, I think Marquand's one of those guys too, that they talked about who, uh, you know, that maybe didn't take it as seriously as he should have, maybe, or as they wanted him to when he first got here and so forth. But now it's kind of turned the other way around. I mean, Luke said the other day when we were talking to him, Luke said, you know, in the past, I was the one, you know, we were telling Mark Wan to pick it up. Now Mark Wan's telling us, hey, pick it up. Let's go. So I think he sees that, hey, yeah. this is serious time. You know, if I want to play in the NFL, you know, now's my time to show it. And I think, uh, I think that's the thing that they're really excited about with him oh yeah and he i mean you know and it's not like he's never played because he's right. played a lot he's he's been mark or he was a quentin Bahana's primary backup most of the, the last few, you know really going back to his freshman year right uh in 2018 he's played uh he never had a red shirt season which is um significant i think for a guy um you know at that position that's not you know that's kind of uncommon um, so, so, and that's part, you know, of, of taking it serious. You, you wonder just how much time did he have to kind of just sit and really, you know, I think the weight probably was the biggest thing that yeah. he needed to really address. And, and because that just kept him, you know, it, the biggest thing with Marquand was coming into this year was, can he play a whole series basically? Um, right. and I think, you know, the way that's obviously sounds like his conditioning, he's, he's addressing that and. Because um, he certainly has a talent. I mean, you, you, he, you know, maybe. Um, I mean, you don't want to say this because Quentin's a guy that's you know probably going to make the Cowboys roster. But um, Marquand maybe is is a physically a, an even more exciting prospect um, at that position. He's, um, he's a big boy, and, and and just that combined with his athleticism, right? Um, 
there. And so he, if he can command a presence, I, I mean, I remember, you know, going back a couple of years ago, the, the coaches talking about, you know, how, how significant it is that, you know, their backup is a guy that commands, you know, two blockers, <laughs> you know, like right. he just needs a, um, and he was a, you know, a freshman then or a sophomore talking about this kid like that. So, um, you get really excited about what he could do and, and achieve. And because really what you want there is, um, at the, at the minimum, you want just stability from, from what you had last year. If you can create more pressure from the middle, um, fantastic. Cause obviously that's the biggest, um, you know, one of the biggest question, you know, well, the biggest question mark I would say about the defense this year is as a whole is what can they achieve in terms of, bringing their pass rush back to where it needs to be. And that's something that Brad Watt, you know, across the board has kind of talked about, you know, that position uh, or that, that, that whole defense, you know, he seems like he still has concerns about that being the case this year. But, you know, if you get, if you get more from Mark Quan than what you got from Quentin last year, and you got a lot from Quentin, um, then that, that will kind of kickstart where that can, the direction that can go. Right. Um, in terms of you know building building that back up, right. The other guy who's the veteran on the defensive line on the interior defensive line is Josh Pascal uh, in his senior season playing the defensive end position. Uh, Josh, in um, talking to him the other day, we've talked to him a couple of times here during fall camp. I think he's just happy that. You know, he feels like he's healthy. He battled a lot of nagging injuries last year. Of course, earlier in his career, you know, he had the cancer scare uh, with the skin cancer on his foot uh, that he had to overcome and 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 beat that. Uh, but then last year, I think he was kind of beat up during the year. I don't think he felt like he played to 100% potential because of some nagging injuries. Uh, but now he's healthy and, and ready to go. And, boy, and, you know, he's a leader on that defense and a presence who, uh, with a lot of experience who helps on that defensive line. Wasn't it against – was it against Mississippi State? That was the third game of the year, right, last right. year? Right. Mm-hmm. That, that he ended up getting hurt because I know he I had that so. big return, and I think it was maybe later in that game. Yeah, I think, he I got, think that's right. Um, banged up, and he ended up playing in every game last year, uh-huh. um, which was you know maybe in hindsight he probably should have set out a little bit because um, he certainly didn't pay, play poorly. But I don't know that he was. He certainly was not um, the player that he looked like he could be the, in a couple years before that, right? Um, and, and, and uh, you know, just seems like we've been talking about Josh Pascal for a long time, and that's because we have. You know, he's, he's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he played as a true freshman, you know, in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's played every year since then, you know, even that year that he got that diagnosis. Um, in, uh, in, in, you know, in, in 2019, he ended up, um, you know, still playing at the end of that year a little bit. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I think, you know, we talked about this with uh, Devontae Robinson on the, um, you know, when we were talking about the secondary a, a few uh, shows ago, that, that you know, I think he still, he, he it took him a while to get a, a little bit into back to football shape, uh, Josh. Right. And, 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 get, you know, the game reps. And, and again, I think everybody saw the effects a little bit of that 10-game SEC season. It's one thing, you know, you know, because on one hand, you you hear that, and I, you know, I've I've advocated for. I would love it if if they only played SEC games. You know, like or, or play eleven <laughs> SEC games in the Louisville game and call it a, you know call it there. 
Um, but I would too. See, but I would too. But I'm afraid Mark Stoops would hunt us down if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what I was going about to say. You do see the value of those, you know, quote unquote cupcake games when yeah. you you know look at a season like last year in terms of. You know, one getting younger guys on the field and, and see because you know that was last year. We didn't see as many across the board, really, as many younger guys yeah. play as you would have seen in other seasons, right? Because um, football coaches, for you know, for better or worse, are very much a lot of them are are you know they, they you know they talk about depth and building up depth and and, and but they a lot of times that you ride with the. The guys you trust, right. and if you can't see if you can't see players um, in games, it's hard to trust them. And and right. so you you were putting a lot of strain on your guys, and especially your big guys on the D line and the O line um, right. in ten game SEC season. And I think Pascal was a guy that probably suffered from that a little bit because you know, he didn't get a chance to you know really wind up and, and get ready. He just kind of had to go full board because he's always been you know he, he's he's such a active presence uh not just on the field but off the field he's a very um involved you know he's part of the uh a couple councils on 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 you know campus uh the student you know advisory stuff and uh, i think he was part of that um oh i don't remember what they called it but it was when you know once the black lives matter um you know movement started kind of really taking hold he's really heavily involved with the the uh, you know the like the committee that they formed kind of in response to that that the SEC uh, and campus did so it's it's you know he's a very really smart kid uh, really active kid um, outside of football uh, obviously his story is something that uh, you know a lot of people are familiar with now is melanoma um, on his foot uh, and he's used that you know to to really uh, try to spread you know awareness of that and, and his story and, and, and that stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously an easy guy to root for. I think I don't know anybody that Absolutely. has anything bad to say about Josh Pascal. Right. Um, if you do, you, you probably need to evaluate your yourself. Um, so I think you know, you know, this is a big year for him because he, he's a guy that probably you know, he's definitely been a really consistent player. He's a good football player, um, and it's shown, you know. Flashes of being a, 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 you know, being a really significant disruptor. I think he needs to, uh, you know, build on that this year and be, you know, a really strong anchor there at the end. And that's you know another thing. He's moved positions a lot. I don't know how focused long about Josh Pascal and kind of failed to bring that up. He's, you know, he's he's kind of moved around there at linebacker and on the D line. So um, knows the defense probably you know better than anybody on 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 the roster. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and as you as you mentioned there, he's he's a very impressive kid. Very impressive kid. It's been fun to watch Josh develop, not just on the field but off the field as well as personality as well during this year. We're going to take a little break here, and then we're going to get into the big question on the defensive line, and that's the young guys who's going to step up. Okay, back with Josh Moore as we uh, continue our position-by-position position series. Today we are talking about the defensive line, the interior defensive line. We've talked about uh, Mark Juan McCall. We have talked about uh, Josh Paschal, the two old guys on the defensive line. The rest of the guys are all pretty much young guys for the most part. Um, uh, and uh, several of those guys are from that 2020 recruiting class uh, that Kentucky, uh, one of the best classes uh 
rated one of the best classes really in school history, a top 20 class according to some scouting services. Okay, Josh, here's the, here's the million-dollar question. Uh, who among those young guys is going to step up and take, uh, you know, and take that other starting spot, and, or, and who's going to step up and really be prime, you know, going to be big factors in the rotation? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that none of those guys take the starting job. <laughs> okay. Um, well, who are who are our starters? We got three positions um, there, right? We got nose guard, <laughs> defensive tackle, and defensive end. We got Mark Wan at nose and Josh at end. So the tackle job's open, right? Or am I missing something? Right. And I think, you know, that's been one of the uh, consistent stories throughout camp has been, uh, I think, every, every time we've had – Stoops and you know the defensive uh, players' availability. It's we've sort of been angling for an answer to that question, and no one's really committed to anything. Um, <laughs> right. Which says to me they don't know either. Right. Because um, they haven't. That, that's one thing we've been. You know. You know. You can say a lot about transparency or lack thereof in some regards, but uh, I think they're usually pretty forthcoming about who's yeah. looking like the, the you know the, oh, yeah. the, the, the top you know players there at the positions. Um, I would guess, again, just kind of, you know, throwing a blind guess out there. I'm going to say a boule, a body Fitzgerald ends up taking that. So it's uh, going to be the old guy, not the, it's not, it's going to be the old guy, not one of the young guys. He's a senior. (laughs) The, the old guy who has not played much up to this point is who I'm going (laughs) to, so, you know, you know, tell me I'm stupid later when, when the depth chart comes out next week, because, uh, um, you know, I just feel like, you know, I, I think, you know, a big part of him, you know, not playing a whole lot has been, you know, injuries. I think he's kind of just had some um, rough luck in, in terms of um, injuries. Um, he's been around a long time, though. So you would think if anybody, you know, if you're if you're going to favor somebody without having intimate knowledge of, of what's going on, uh, Rod with the guy who's been here, you know, he's been here as long as Josh Passwell. They were part of the same recruiting class. They Right. Um, you know, played, um, you know, or not, well, in Abule's case, haven't played, but been around a lot of big football games and seen a lot of, uh, you know, seen a lot of what this defense asks of its players. And he's, a, you know, 6'6", 296, almost 300 pounds, uh, really um, physically, uh, I, I would, you know, that's certainly intimidating to me. I wouldn't want to line up against a 6'6", 300-pound guy. Um, so I think, uh, you know, he, he's a, a, you know, I would just guess you just go with the old guy, but I think after that, Octavius Oxendine is a name you hear a lot. Um, you know, a true sophomore, um, out of North Harden high school. I think he's, you know, he might be the, the better bet to start there at right tackle just for, um, you know, if you were trying to, to you know, hedge your bets or whatever, I think it, it will be one of those two. I, I feel like it's going to be one of those two. Um, hear some about, you know, we hear some about Josiah Hayes, right? Uh, another member of that sophomore class. You've you've got, um, I mean, goodness, there's a ton of those guys. Isaiah Gibson, <laughs> um, right? Another guy. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, Justin Rogers is obviously a former you know, five star recruit. I think he's, you know, his his future is more at um, that nose guard position. Yeah, he seems like um, seems like they've got him penciled in to back up Marquand at nose, and uh, he'll get and he'll get some snaps there, but just like Marquand got some snaps behind Quentin. Um, 
Right, and, and he, you know, so and Gibson made, you know, I, I think Sam Anile is a guy that's really interesting. He was a guy I was very impressed with uh, right before, you know, all the, um, you know, COVID protocols kind of came into effect. We got to speak with the uh, incoming freshman from last year um, in person and then kind of do that whole rigmarole. And, and Sam Anile was, <laughs> for a true freshman, you know, uh, a non uh native uh he's from nigeria america yeah yeah, he's from nigeria so i mean just one spoke incredible english and and two was just so eloquent for a kid like i mean just couldn't have you know been more impressed with with uh the kid's speaking ability at that age um and 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 i you know i was certainly impressed with him and and you know he's kind of um you look at him, what he's built like, and, and kind of, you know, you, you, you at the risk of sounding hyperbolic, you kind of start thinking about Josh Allen a little bit. Um, oh. And obviously, you know, he's, a, he's obviously he's a redshirt freshman. He, that, that, that is further down the road. But he's a guy that's super, super intriguing to me hmm. um, as a physical prospect kind of down the roster um, for this defensive line. Um. You know, I, I think obviously Rogers is the guy that people know the most, but to me, Anile is kind of a, you know, the wild card, you know, most kind of interesting person there. Um, they brought in some freshmen, like true freshmen. You know, Khalil Saunders is a guy that, you know, maybe he ends up, uh, you know, having a role here. Uh, it's really hard to know what to make up of, of this guy. Though. I feel like we've heard mm-hmm. Jamarius Dinkins' name a couple times. He's a true freshman tackle. Yeah. Um, they've, you know, I just think. It, it's again, it's a group full of promise, but really lots on actual contributions to this point, and and where they find that, um, you know, where they find, you know, what, it, 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 what's going to be bad. I think that first, you know, I don't think you have to worry about that starting three as much because because you know McCall, as long as he's you know healthy and and doesn't get winded, he you you can rely on him. You obviously can rely on Josh Pascal probably as much or more than anybody that plays on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and then the tackle spot will, should probably take care of itself. Even if they have to rotate guys a lot, I think maybe you'll see that at the tackle spot. You'll see guys kind of floating in and out and kind of showing different looks, you know? Right. Oh, but, I think they'll, I think that not to interrupt you, but I think they'll definitely rotate guys. I mean, that's one of the things I think Brad White, since he took over rim before that too, they like to play a lot of guys on the defensive line. They feel like the SEC, especially with your up-tempo offenses, you're going to have to play. You can't just stick three guys out there and go with them. Mm-hmm. You know, 70, 80 snaps, you're going to have to, these big guys running up and down the field. Uh, so yeah, and I think they want to develop depth, but I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, you're good. No, and, that's, and I think that's a spot where um Again, going back to like the lack of those, you know, cupcake games last year, uh-huh. it kind of hurt. It hurt this. Well, that and not having the full spring and having all the COVID like restrictions right. really hurt this group, especially because, you know, I think they were counting. I think they were probably counting on these guys to be more ready to contribute as a whole mm-hmm. than, than maybe like, or, you know, I think they're like I think they're ready to contribute in terms of okay, we we need you to start getting on the field and doing stuff because you, when you look at the roster, you know, after a boule, <laughs> I mean, all the it's just sophomores. I mean, there ain't there ain't any uh, uh, old guys left 
uh, you know, on, in that room. It's it's after Boule, you know, Pascal and 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 McCall. It's it's all youngsters. Um, right. Yep. And so you know, young guys are playing whether they need you already or not. Right. But um, you're also, you know, you you just would have liked to have seen them get more reps. Um, you know, like a you know, play the second half against you know a Chattanooga uh, and really get to see what you got there. Um, but we'll get to see that this year. Again, it helps that two of the first three games are games where you should be able to do that. I think it's part of the reason why Oxendine is going to be um, further ahead than a lot of these dudes because he was one. Like I think you know, Rogers got in a little bit, but Oxendine was probably the you know, of this group the one that played the most last year. Um, and you know, in, in spot action, so he uh, you know he's, he's probably a further step ahead. You would think still and. Um, you know, it's a really exciting group if you if you look at it from the standpoint of just what the raw talent is there because all these guys right. are really heralded. I mean, all all of them were, you know, high three star, you know, four star recruits um, came in with a lot of high. They were the you know this position group was the biggest reason that class was so highly ranked. Right. Um, right. And and so and and you and you know that they've you know there's a track record there of, of development. Um, you know, we, especially like, especially when you look at a guy like Bill Hoskins. Obviously, he was a you know a six year senior. He kind of had some physical advantages, but um, certainly, um, you know, I don't know. I didn't go into last season thinking Bill Hoskins was going to get drafted. Right. <laughs> Did you? I mean, no. <laughs> so no. Um, so yeah, you know, that no. alone says some things for you know like what they're able to possibly achieve. Right. No. No, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch those young guys and see who steps up. Like you mentioned, uh Oxendine, uh, you know, Justin Rogers. I think the other day Brad White kind of I, I wouldn't say put the brakes on, but he said, you know, uh these guys they don't all develop the same. You gotta give him time. Uh I think they're they like what they see from him. But I think, you know, we let's caution, you know, fans want, oh, he was a five star recruit. Why isn't he out there playing, you know, every down? Uh and he's playing behind a guy in Mark McCall, who's got a lot of experience, and uh, you know he's going to learn. He's going to learn from him, but I think they feel like that Justin is going to develop into a really good player. Same thing with Oxon. I was a. I was uh, uh, interested in what Mark said. Mark Stoops said the other day when I asked about the defensive line, you know, about the young guys, and he said that the guys behind, the younger guys, they had the link that they needed and looking for. And I'm sure he's talking about he's including the outside linebackers in that as well. Uh, but um, you know, they needed some longer guys. Uh, and then you, you know, Jerry Stinkins is a guy who's six five, uh, who you know fits in there. Sanders is Saunders is a guy who's six five. Um, so, you know, those are, um, you know, it's interesting what they're looking for. If, you know, uh, Abule, who you were talking about, he's 6'6". Six, six. He's, a, he's a big kid as a senior. But I think you're right about singling him out. They've talked, they've talked about him during a camp. Um, it sounds to me like he's going to play, you know, he's going to play a, a, a role in this. And the other guy you talked about, too, Sam, and, uh, now, is it a Naley or a Nally? I think it's a Naley. A Neely, I a Neely. Okay. See, he he told us, but it's been so long now since we've spoken. And it's gonna, that's gonna if he if he plays, we'll have to. Uh, we'll Let's get an update. Know, probably probably can pull it. They sometimes have pronunciation or pronouncing. Gosh, I sound like a, <laughs> like, a like the redneck that I am. Um, sometimes they have the pronunciation guys. It's a, oh, it's 
Uh, well, see, this is the problem. Heart reading the pronunciation is kind of tough, too. Yeah. Uh, Anelli, yeah, Anelli okay. I think, is how it's supposed to be pronounced. So. But they've mentioned him two or three times during the camp, but he's been asked about. So I think uh, it's going to be fun to see who steps up and really plays major roles because I feel, like you said, they've got some guys that they feel like have the potential. They just you know need to play, get some experience. So. Uh, yeah, when I and I brought up Josh Allen earlier talking about him. He was the reason he basically that Sam and Ailey came here. Really? I mean, because he, you know, he had you know offers from Miami and Florida and, and a lot of those Florida schools. He was at a prep academy in Florida, and basically Josh Allen was the reason he came here. So, um, there you go. You know, <laughs> if you can, uh, if you can uh, make him, because uh, he was out, he came as an outside linebacker. He's really uh-huh. part of the linebacker group and kind of moved to the D line when he enrolled. Right. Um, which, and, you know, and that's like, I mean, because it's so tough, like, when we separate these groups, like, because sometimes, you know, that Jack linebacker is sort of like a D lineman and sort of like right. a linebacker. It's sort of like a safety. So it's kind of like, okay, just throw in with the linebackers and just the, for the sake of our sanity. But, right. Um, right. A lot of these guys all are kind of floating, too. So that's something to keep in mind. Right. Exactly. Uh, okay, so uh, right now the starters, uh, go, if it's September 4th, you're looking at Mark Juan McCall at nose and Josh Pascal at defensive end, and your pick uh, to be uh, the defensive tackle is Abule. Uh, so uh, I think you're probably right about that, but I think we're going to see plenty of those young guys as well. So uh, be sure and follow Josh on Twitter, Josh Moore HL. Uh, got plenty more coverage leading up to that first game, so check him out on uh, online on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Herald Leader. And as always, Josh, thanks for being on the podcast. One more show, John, where the finish line is near. It's in sight. Okay, thanks, Josh. Thanks, John. Okay, that wraps up the defensive line in our position by position series with Josh Moore of the Arrow Leader in Kentucky.com. Like I said, follow Josh on Twitter, Josh Moore HL. As I said earlier in the podcast, check out our sports pass, sports only digital subscription for Kentucky.com. And check out these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. We've done, we've got one episode left of the position by position series that is the linebackers where we talk about the linebackers inside linebackers and outside linebackers check out all the series all the position by position episodes uh, that josh and i did together uh, to get a reading on this kentucky football team going into the september 4th opener against louisiana monroe at kroger field thanks again to josh thanks again to you guys for listening and we'll be talking to you again soon